0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Film Fragments, a podcast where we take fragments of an actor, director, and genre and tell you our favorites from their catalog. My name is Brian Sevier, I'm your host, and I'm very excited to welcome you guys to the very final 2023 episode of Film Fragments, where today we're going to be talking about our most anticipated films of 2024. One year down, another to go, we're about to head into a brand new year, new beginnings, new fresh starts, this doesn't make any sense i'm tired it's been a very 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 long year guys and i cannot wait to delve into the films of 2024 there's a lot of really highly anticipated films coming out some of which were supposed to come out this year that got pushed to 2024 i cannot wait to delve into these films and i'm excited to welcome today's guest our guest today is a returning guest it is ezra kubero ezra welcome back to the show
1: thank you so much for inviting me back i had so much fun the last time i was here um and you know i'm so excited for you and all that you've accomplished with film fragments i've been a fan of the podcast since before you even invited me on and you've been doing such awesome work with it and i think the next year is going to be go even higher for you man
0: oh thanks man i really really appreciate it i'm so glad to have you back on the show that really means a lot to me and you know This has been quite a year for film. It's been a really excellent year for film. We've had a lot of great films come out from the beginning of the year till the end. But, you know, before we get into talking about our 2024 anticipated, I would just love to give you the chance to actually briefly talk about what your favorite film of 2023 was. At the time of this recording, it's important to note that it's December 28th. So the year is almost over at this point. But and things could obviously change between now and January 1st. Yeah, but at this time, uh, December 28th at 830 p.m. EST, what is your favorite film of 2023?
1: So I've been going back and forth between two movies in terms of what was my favorite movie of the year. Um, And I know that one of the movies that I was debating with, you were also debating with in your top two. um, And that was Poor Things. Um, which is an absolute masterpiece. I think it's yorgos Sanathimos' best film, and Emma Stone is just an absolute triumph in that. I think that she should run away with the Oscar next year. Um, but the movie that I was debating with, and ultimately I chose this film as my favorite movie of the year, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I've watched this movie seven times since it came out, and I think that it excels beyond what its predecessors are accomplished on every level. The way that it just revolutionized animation and completely changed the game for an entire medium of filmmaking is something that's going to be studied for a long time. It's got such incredible characters, some of the most breathtaking visuals I've ever seen in a movie and the the way that it just feels like this beautiful love letter to this medium that I love so much it, it it's just the biggest reason why I had to mention it as my favorite movie of the year
0: yeah, I mean, I loved Spider-Verse so much. And yes, like you said, Poor Things was a film that was really neck and neck for my number one spot of the year. Uh, anyone listen, if you're interested in top, checking out my top 10 films of the year, I posted it on my YouTube channel. So go follow that. Go check that out. It's
1: a great but yes,
0: list. It, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm very proud of that list. And I... I think that going into 2024, there's a lot of highly anticipated titles for the both of us. I mean, you and I talk almost every single day about the movies that we love and what we're looking forward to and what have you. So talk a little about putting together this list. Would you say that it was incredibly difficult to just pick five films that you're excited to see in 2024?
1: Yeah, it was definitely difficult. Um, There were certainly films that I knew for certain I had to include on my list, but there were also some that I was like in any other year, this would be in my top five. Um, And films that, um, just a heads up, there's a couple movies on my list that don't have confirmed set dates for 2024, but one of them I know for certain is coming out next year. And the other one, it's like 99% certain that it's coming out next year. Um, so yeah, and it's just been really difficult, but at the end of the day, I'm really happy with the five that I chose.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you to where I have a few tiles on here that... Don't have release dates for 2024. But they are certain to be coming out in 2024. One of them is definitely coming out in 2024. Because the director and some of the actors involved with the film. Have confirmed that it is a 2024 title. However the other title that I'm referring to. Seems likely that's coming out in 2024. But we're unsure if it's coming out in 2024. And hey if I put it on my list and then it turns out it's not coming out to 2025. Mistake on my part. But hey it's okay. We all make mistakes. So Now let's go into our top five most anticipated films of 2024. So Ezra, what is your number five most anticipated film of 2024?
1: So my number five is a highly anticipated film. This movie, people have been waiting for this for almost a decade now. Um, This filmmaker has one of the most eclectic filmographies that I've Ever seen, but there's one particular franchise that has been his baby, and he's done such incredible work with it. The last time he worked on this franchise, it was a mega hit. Um, not necessarily at the box office, but in terms of a critical hit, it gained a lot of appreciation after the fact. It was a huge Oscars favorite, and this time he's doing a prequel to that movie. My number five is Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Um, the trailer for this came out very recently and I I know that there was some pushback against this trailer with people saying that the CGI looks a little bit wonky Um, but when I saw that trailer to me it was just like this has the style and feel of everything I loved about Mad Max Fury Road stylistically and in terms of just the visceral impact of its action and scale. And I know like everybody loves Charlize Theron. She was incredible as Furiosa in Fury Road, but I'm very excited to see what Anya Taylor-Joy is going to do with this character, especially since she's one of my favorite actresses working today. And also Chris Hemsworth is in this movie and he looks insane in this movie. Um, So yeah, I absolutely can't wait to see this movie. It's going to be just a huge film next year. And I, I think it's going to be awesome.
0: So this is not on my list, but I echo your sentiments. I am very excited to see this. I loved Fury Road and I'm so excited to be going back to the world of Mad Max. I will miss Charlize Theron as Furiosa. That was an incredible performance, but to have Anya Terra Joy step in and take over that role, that's a very solid replacement. And it's important to point out, like you said, that this is a prequel to Fury Road. We're seeing the younger side of Furiosa. And yeah, Chris Hemsworth, I'm so interested to see what he brings to this role because when I watched the trailer, I kind of thought of his performance in... Uh, Bad Times at El Royale where he just went all out like I thought exactly of that performance and I'm so excited to see you I always love seeing the Marvel actors step outside the MCU and show their range and Chris Hemsworth has shown that when he is given a good script, he could give a really solid performance and this just looks as wild as you anticipate for a Mad Max movie. It looks visually breathtaking. It looks really remarkable. I'm so excited to see this. I cannot wait to see this on the biggest loud screen possible. I cannot wait for it. And transitioning to my number five, we're going from a very big movie to an incredibly small film. So my number five is a film called Mother Mary, which is directed by David Lowry and being produced by A24. Anne Hathaway starring in it as well as... I just had it pulled up. Who else is in this movie? Um, Oh, my God. Someone else is in this movie. Live fat check on the air, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Anne Hathaway, Hunter Schaefer, that's who I was thinking of, and Michaela Cole. And it follows the relationship of a musician and a fashion designer. It is an epic melodrama. And... I cannot wait to watch this. There's going to be some music provided by Jack Antonoff and Charlie XCX. I love David Lowry. I'm a huge fan of his work for the most part. I have to emphasize that for the most part. Um, Pete's Dragon is one of the best live action Disney movies Not just made in recent memory, but probably ever put together. A Ghost Story is exceptional. The Old Man and the Gun is a fantastic swan song for Robert Redford. The Green Knight is one of the coolest medieval fantasy films that I've seen in a very long time. Ain't Them Body Saints is a solid film as well. But I do have some hesitancy with this because David Lowry's last film, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, which was his rendition of Disney's Peter Pan. I couldn't even finish the movie. That's how much I was not into it, unfortunately, which makes me really sad because I love Peter Pan. I love David Lowry, but that movie just wasn't winning me over any bit. Anytime David Lowry has a film coming out, I'm automatically going to get excited for it because even though Peter Pan, despite not finishing it, felt like a dud to me, he's had more hits than misses, and the cast alone definitely also adds on to the excitement for me and plus a 24 being behind it of course i'm going to be interested in this for sure so mother mary there's not much to say about this because we don't know a lot about this movie but i love the talent involved in front of and behind the camera so i'm very excited for this and that is my number five so i'm gonna assume this is not on your list so do you have any anticipation for mother mary
1: um, that one was not on my list. However, I am very interested in that movie. And it's funny you mentioned Anne Hathaway. Literally just a few hours ago, I finished watching Eileen with Anne Hathaway. She's fantastic in that movie, even though I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I'm very interested in this film. I have a bit of a hot and cold relationship with David Lowry's films, um, the ones I'm particularly a fan of. I also I echo your sentiments on Pete's Dragon being one of the better disney live action remakes um and i loved the green knight i thought that was a phenomenal film and it's i think dev patel's best movie well his best performance i agree um yeah there's one of my hot takes is i'm not the biggest fan of a ghost story um Mm. but You know, I totally get why everybody loves that film. Yeah, Um, I'm very interested in this film, and I think that the premise sounds like something that could be really exciting, particularly for Anne Hathaway. Um, So, yeah, I definitely see why that would make your list. I think that's that one's going to be one to watch out for.
0: Yeah, and A24 has so many films coming out next year. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the only A24 film that I have on my list, and there are so many titles that they have coming out. I mean, that's to be expected with A24. They have like 20-plus titles that come out every single year, some bigger, some smaller, some that just come and go. But this one sounds like it could be a hopeful winner for them. And David Lowry is no stranger to A24. I mean, he's made two films with them already. So I feel like they have such a great relationship with one another. And I cannot wait to see what they do with this. So now going into our number four is what is your pick?
1: So my number four is one of the movies I mentioned that doesn't have a confirmed release date. But the vast majority of speculation suggests that this film is coming out in 2024. Um, If it is a 2025 release, then, you know, we make mistakes. Um, And it is from a filmmaker who just released a movie this year. In fact, a filmmaker that we were just talking about, Yorgos Lanthimos, his film, Kinds of Kindness. Um, This is another massive ensemble cast that he's assembled. uh, Once again, collaborating with Emma Stone. This time he also has Jesse Plemons, Margaret Qualley, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe once again, Joe Alwyn again, Hunter Schaefer, who you just mentioned, uh, and Kiki Palmer. Uh, this film, I intentionally am not looking into too much about what this film is about. I just trust Yorgos. I think that The Lobster is one of the most creative romance stories that I've seen in a long time. I loved The Favourite, and Poor Things was very nearly my favourite movie of the year. And I really love, in particular, the collaborations that he's doing with Emma Stone. So I'm extremely excited to see whatever the hell he does next. And I believe from a recent interview that I heard from, I believe it was Willem Dafoe who was talking about it, he said that this film is... A very different turn from Poor Things, and that it leans a little bit closer in tone to what the lobster was like, and that gets me very excited. So, yeah, my number four is Kinds of Kindness.
0: I am going to pass on this, it's a little higher on my list.
1: <laughs> okay, uh,
0: can I wait to talk about it in just a couple of minutes? So, my number four is the film that is coming out the soonest and that is a film that was supposed to come out this year and that's dune part two i loved dune so much i was such a fan of it that movie literally rocked my world even though it wasn't even my favorite movie of that year it was very close it was in the top five of that year for me i love Denis Villeneuve. i love sci-fi epics i love the entire cast And as soon as part one ended, I'm like, I gotta see part two right now, today, like, let's go, let's get it over with, let's do it. And then, just hearing about how it's gonna be bigger and more exciting than part one, of course I was already excited for it then, but just hearing Denis Villeneuve and the cast talk about it, I'm more amped than I was before. And the new additions here, I'm so excited to see what they bring to the Dune world. Florence Pugh. Austin Butler, Lea Seydoux, and of course, my favorite casting, Christopher Walken. I'm so excited to see what he does in the world of Dune. I just think he is so perfect for the role that he's cast in. And just working under Denis Villeneuve and working alongside this incredible ensemble. I have no idea how this film's going to pan out. I've not read the book. I have not seen any prior adaptations. My first exposure to Dune was Denis Villeneuve's 2021 Dune. So I have no idea how where the story goes. And I'm really glad that that's the case because I could go into this movie and just watch it and then be surprised by all the twists and turns that come my way. But it looks so exciting. It looks visually breathtaking, just like the first one. I am so angry that we did not get it this year like we were supposed to. We were so close. We were so fucking close to getting it this year. We were less than three months away from getting it. And if, and if what happened in Hollywood never happened, we would have already had the film right now. And it probably would have been on both mine and maybe Ezra's top 10 of the year. I, I just have a feeling that that's how it was going to go down. But yeah, what more could be said about doing part two that hasn't been said already? I've been waiting for this film for a very long time. It just feels crazy that it's coming out so soon. We just have to get through two more months, literally two months before it comes out we're so close i have a feeling the time's gonna go very quickly and it'll be here sooner than we expect so of course i'm excited for Doom part two it wouldn't have been a proper top five list for me if i didn't include this film so it is my number four is this on your list i'm gonna assume it is and if it's not i'm sure it was very close to cracking your top five
1: so I'm also gonna have to pass on this one uh, nice it's It's a little bit higher on my list. very so, exciting,
0: very exciting. Can't yeah. wait to hear your thoughts on that. So now, number three, what is your pick?
1: So my number three film, this one is extremely exciting because this filmmaker, um it, this is a little bit of a cheat because I honestly don't even know if this is a feature film or a short film. This filmmaker mostly does short films. Um, he's such an exciting talent, one of the most creative talents out there. And he literally just announced this movie yesterday. And that is Don Hertzfeld's Me. I, I literally know nothing about this film other than that title and that Don Hertzfeld is behind it. And I'm so extremely excited Don Hertzfeld's shorts are just one, absolutely hysterical, but also deeply moving and tragic. Um, I remember back when I was a kid in middle school, high school, when uh, my friends and I were in the computer lab just scrolling through YouTube and coming across Rejected as just thinking it was the funniest thing ever. And then over time, coming across the World of Tomorrow series, which is just unbelievable and some of the most visceral animation I've ever seen even though like it's mostly involving stick figures basically um, and his It's Such a Beautiful Day is an absolute masterpiece of filmmaking um, and I, I started to get more into Don Herzl's films uh, due to uh, my friend Lexi who you know um, and it's Such a Beautiful Day is her second favorite movie of all time. So I hadn't seen it yet, but when the pandemic hit, I wanted to delve into a whole bunch of movies that were um, blind spots for me. And when I watched It's Such a Beautiful Day, it just broke me. It was such a heart-wrenching, of life-affirming film to watch, especially during that time. Um, so just the idea that we're getting another Don Hertzfeld movie and that he confirmed it's coming out in 2024, I just can't wait. So my number three is me.
0: So this is not on my list and I hate to break your heart. I haven't actually seen anything that he's done. It's his work has been Ooh, major a blind spots of it. mine. I know I need to delve into his work. I remember hearing so much about the World of Tomorrow when that was coming out, when that started so long ago. And I I just seeing all the frames from his animation, it rots my world. It's the kind of animation that I would love to watch. So I remember yesterday when the news broke that he was making another project and just seeing how excited everybody was, including yourself. And it made me realize, wow, I really need to delve into his work. So it sounds like the kind of animation that we don't really get here in America. So I'm all for it. And that's exciting. It is unfortunate that we're unsure if it's going to be a short film or an actual feature length film. But regardless, it's very exciting that he has a new project coming out. And it's also exciting that he's taking his time. With his films too, because we get so many projects from filmmakers where they rush and they rush, and you could tell they rush. But coming from me, someone who hasn't even seen anything that he's done, um, you could tell he is so meticulous with his craft, which I really appreciate about any filmmaker, not just animation, but all films in general. So that's very exciting that he has a new project coming out, and I cannot wait to delve into his career that's gonna definitely be a goal next year in 2024 is to finally sit down and watch the films of don herzfeld
1: i'm actually really jealous that you have the opportunity to watch his films for the first time because <laughs> it's such a special experience getting the right Don herzfeld's work
0: yeah i definitely want to check those out for sure so my number three is a film that you just talked about and that's kind of kindness I'm so excited to see this. I mean, of course, Poor Things was just so exceptional. And it's so funny that Poor Things was shot two years ago in 2021. This was shot in 2022. So this they shot this over a year ago before Poor Things even saw the light of day, which is insane. He was on the red carpet promoting Poor Things to be like, oh, I already shot my next movie. And I'm like, bruh. what it's just it's so exciting and yeah the cast you listed incredible I mean Emma Stone Willem Dafoe of course reunited then Jesse Plemons Margaret Qualley Han Chow Joe Alwyn Hunter Schaefer Kiki Palmer and like you I'm not entirely sure what this film is the only thing that I know about it is that it's an anthology film but I don't know what that's going to be I don't know if it's what exactly it's going to do and if these actors are only going to be on screen for like five minutes or 10 minutes or what have you but it's yorgos lanthimos it's under searchlight and it's such a great collaboration between them and this is the first time that yorgos lanthimos has written the script since sacred deer i believe because the favorite and poor things were not written by him and i will be honest that before The Favorite, I wasn't super high on Yorgos Lanthimos. I always admired him as a director, but his scripts were never my favorite. However, I adore The Favorite screenplay, and I especially also love Poor screenplay. So I don't know if this is a scenario to where I prefer Yorgos as a director over a writer. I don't know. Maybe since he's had enough time away from writing a script, perhaps this could win me over. With Yorgos as a writer, but also I'm due for a rewatch of The Lobster. I'm very much overdue for a rewatch of that. But yeah, I'm excited for this. I cannot wait. The cast being behind it is great. And Emma Stone and Yorgos Lanthimos is like our new DiCaprio or De Niro and Scorsese. It's the new director, actor, parent that we love to see. They've already done four projects together. They're probably going to do more together. And that's so exciting because I feel like Emma Stone gets the best performances of her career when you're working with Yorgos Lanthimos, you can make the argument that Poor Things is probably the best acting that she's ever done. And The Favorite is also up there as well in terms of best performances of her career. So I'm very excited to see this. I cannot wait for this. It's probably going to be a late 2024 release. They're probably going to play it at all these festivals and try to push it for some possible awards I have no idea we'll have to see but regardless if it's an awards contender or not I'm very excited to see this film
1: yeah like I echo everything that you just said I seriously can't wait for this film and I really hope that hearing that it's an anthology is also really exciting normally anthology films I'm on and off with them like some filmmakers I think do them better than others like honestly I haven't been a fan of like when Wes Anderson did it with uh, French Dispatch I wasn't a big fan when the Coen brothers did an anthology with Valid Buster Scruggs I wasn't a big fan but I think that Yorgos Lanthimos his style of filmmaking I think would be really interesting to see in an anthology format so I'm really excited to see this film
0: absolutely absolutely so now we get to the top two i definitely believe that we have one film in common because there is a film that you passed on that i already mentioned and i have no idea where you're going to rank said film that we haven't mentioned yet so now getting into the top two I'm so curious to hear what your picks are. So what is your second most anticipated film of 2024?
1: Well, that film you alluded to, let's talk about it right now, Dune Part 2. Like you, I was completely blown away by Dune in 2021. Denis Villeneuve has been one of the most exciting filmmakers working today. There was that huge stretch of time Between 2013 to 2017, where he released one movie a year and all of them were incredible, between Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Arrival, and Blade Runner 2049. Like, that's an insane run of movies. And then he just dug his head into Dune and just deeply immersed himself in this world. And what he gave us was something gargantuan. And the experience of watching the first Dune in IMAX, especially, was something that I'll never forget. It was just an unbelievable visual experience. The way that Denis Villeneuve captures scale in his movies is completely unparalleled, in my opinion. He really understands how to make things feel big and bombastic but also elegant. It's just such incredible filmmaking across all of his films. And I think that Dune is something so special. I really love what Timothy Chalamet is doing as Paul Atreides. And I'm really excited to see him dig his teeth a little bit deeper into this character in the second film. Um, the new cast members coming in, like Lawrence Pugh and Austin Butler and Christopher Walken, I'm very excited to see them. I'm excited to see Zendaya really um get more uh to do in the second film. And also going back to IMAX, I love that this film is being specifically formatted for IMAX for its yes. entire runtime, which is something that just really excites me, especially since like you and I we live near the AMC Lincoln Square, which is a true IMAX that shows mm-hmm. 1.43 by 1 aspect ratios. And Seeing Dune Part 2 in that ratio is going to be insane, especially I know. since I also heard that they're making IMAX 70 millimeter prints of this yeah. movie. Yeah. That's going to be insane, right?
0: It's gonna be like, crazy.
1: Yeah. So yeah, Dune Part 2 can't wait. And I'm bummed that like in another world where the strike hadn't happened, we would have seen this movie already. So I know. And you know, but at the same time, we're just three months away. It's it's so close.
0: We're we're very close. We're almost honestly we're almost two months away because December is about to end and it comes out on March first. So we're like very close from it. honestly. I think two months technically from today, February twenty eighth is. I admit at like the Thursday night shows, that's when we're going to see it. So we're technically like super close to it, which is we're
1: very close to this movie. It's gonna we're be very amazing. close.
0: It's going to be so sick. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So my number two, I am shocked. I'm shocked if this isn't on your list, but I don't know where you stand with this filmmaker. So my number two is Nosferatu, the new film from Robert Eggers. I love Robert Eggers. The three films that he's directed so far, in my opinion, are masterpieces. I love all three of them. The Witch, The Lighthouse, and The Northman. I love all three of them so much. The Witch and The Northman, respectfully, were so close to making my top tens of that year. And The Lighthouse was in my top five of 2019. Um, this is actually a film that Robert Eggers has been wanting to make for a very long time. Right after The Witch came out, th- it was supposedly announced that this was going to be his follow-up to that. But after it being pushed back numerous times, he then made The Lighthouse and then The Northmen, and now he's finally making this film starring probably the perfect actor, the perfect person to play this character, and that's Bill Skarsgård. Now, Robert Eggers just worked with Bill's brother and the Northmen, and now he's re teaming up with the other Scarsgard brother, which is very very exciting. Alongside him, you have Lily Rose Depp, you have Nicholas Holt, you have Willem Dafoe, and Aaron Tara Johnson, Emma Corwin. You got a really cool cast here. And what Robert Eggers beautifully does is that he makes films that are set so far in the past and makes them so spot on to that period. It's impressive the amount of research and delicacy that he places into making these films. Period films are so hit or miss for me. I have to be really enamored by it. And I have to make sure that it's really spot on to the period. And not only does he nail the aesthetic and the locations and the sets and the costumes of that time period. He also nails the language of that time period. And there's no one else like him doing it right now. And he has stated numerous times that he can't see himself making a film set in present day, which, honestly, I'm totally fine with. Let the man cook. Let him do whatever he wants to do. And I feel like this is going to be another banger for him. And it's coming out on Christmas. I mean, Merry Christmas to us. This is going to be a hell of a Christmas gift. I'm so excited to see what he does and his entire team. And, obviously, we've had Nosferatu brought brought to life on screen many times prior. And I also think it's so cool that Willem Dafoe is going to be in this one because he's reunited with Robert Ecker's for the third time, but he also was in a film where he played the actor who played Nosferatu or was in Nosferatu. Um, uh, he was in a film called shadow the vampire from 2000 and he got an Oscar nomination for it, which is really, really cool. So the images we've seen so far are great. I love how they're hiding what bill looks like in the role. I think it's a smart decision that they're doing that. I think when the trailer comes out they also shouldn't show what he looks like, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. They are going to show what he looks like. It's it's bound to happen, but yeah, I cannot wait for this. Anytime Robert Eggers has a film coming out, I will be there day 1 to watch. And yeah, I just think that this is going to be another winner for him. Coming out at Christmas time, that's awesome, that's sick, that's great. It seems that Focus Features is very confident in this film. It's probably not going to be an Oscar player, and I'm sure Robert Eggers isn't intended for it to be an Oscar player, but it's definitely going to be a film that probably bodes very well with cinephiles and possibly mainstream audiences will have to see. So I am so excited for this film. And the thing that I'm most excited for, on top of Bill Skarsgård's performance, is the imagery, because the imagery in all of Robert's films are so breathtaking the lighthouse getting the cinematography nomination a few years ago was such a cool nomination and i thought the northman was robbed of so many nominations that year especially in the technical department so i'm very excited for nosferatu this definitely is not on your list so talk a little bit about your anticipation for nosferatu
1: i was very close to putting nosferatu on my list i love robert eggers um if i'm If I'm being honest, I wasn't as big of a fan of The Witch, um, but at the same time, I'm also due for a rewatch, so Mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that I'll enjoy that film more if I watch it again. Um, But The Northman is incredible. It was such an exciting film and just so visceral and epic in scale. And The Lighthouse, I think, is a masterpiece. I think it's just an incredible piece of filmmaking and uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe were so good in that film. Like I frequently think about that monologue from Willem Dafoe all the time from mm-hmm. um, The Lighthouse. And I can't wait to see Nosferatu. Uh, r- quick question. Have you seen uh, the 1922 Nosferatu?
0: I have not seen that.
1: So that was one of the movies that I watched during the pandemic when I was hitting all my blind spots. And I liked it, but... For some reason, I wasn't quite as enamored with that film as I hoped I would be. So maybe it's that that's holding me back from being supremely excited for Nosferatu, that maybe I'm just not as invested in the Nosferatu story. But I think it's possible that Robert Eggers can just completely knock it out of the park, and I'm very excited to see what Bill Skarsgård is going to do in the role. Um, And of course, seeing Willem Dafoe, in anything is going to be amazing of like, course yeah it's it's going to be great
0: of course and honestly i think nicholas holt is like perfect for a movie like this too i just think he fits this movie perfectly i'm very curious to see how lily rose depp does i'm not i haven't really been high on her as an actor but yeah. i think under the direction of someone like robert eggers he could probably get a really good performance out of her
1: Who was it that was supposed to be in that role originally? Was it Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah. Oh, man. In in another world.
0: Literally in another world.
1: Like, who knows? Maybe Lily Rose Depp is going to be amazing in it. You know, like, Robert Eggers is totally capable of getting those types of performances out of his actors.
0: I I believe so. I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like he's going to get something good out of her. So, now, going into our number ones, this is very fascinating. I have a feeling we might have the same number one, but I don't I really don't know. I'm starting to feel a little unsure about that. So tell us what your most anticipated film of 2024 is.
1: I have a feeling we have the same number one. Th- I think this we film, do. Uh, we've only gotten one brief glimpse of this movie uh, earlier this year, way early this year. Yeah. Um, and it's a highly anticipated follow-up from one of cinema's I, I'd go so far as to say one of the best directors ever. Yes. And it's his follow-up from and a historic best picture win with Parasite. It's Pong Jun Hall's Mickey seventeen. Um so this film I think it's just going to be another banger from Bong Joon-ho. He just doesn't miss. Like, when you look at his filmography, like, he just makes nothing but excellence. There's, of course, Parasite, which is one of the coolest Best Picture wins, I maybe even ever. Um, Snowpiercer is an incredible sci-fi film. I believe that was his English-language debut was Snowpiercer, and then he made Okja afterwards. Um, I recently, just this past year, for my birthday, saw Memories of Murder in a movie theater, and that movie's a masterpiece. It's just so, so, so good. His collaborations with Song Kang-ho are just phenomenal. Also the host, and and I, I haven't seen Mother yet, and Barking Dogs Never Bite. I really want to get around to those. But, like, he just... Like, he doesn't know how to make a movie that's not great. And with this film, it's... um He's going back into making another English-language film. It stars Robert Pattinson. And uh the supporting cast includes people like Tony Collette and Mark Ruffalo and Naomi Aki and Steven Yeun. It's a really exciting cast. Um... I think this movie is going to be closer in line to what Snowpiercer was like, maybe a bit on a larger scale. And, you know, like, I'm trying not to find out too much about this film because one of the joys of going to see Parasite when it first came out was going into it not knowing a thing about the plot. I didn't even see a trailer. And just being immersed in that world and being surprised by every twist and turn was one of the joys of watching Parasite so I'm really excited to see what Mickey 17 is going to do especially since this is probably going to be his most stylistic movie to date Um, we haven't gotten a full trailer yet um, and I I I might even hesitate watching a trailer when it comes out Um, but I, I just can't wait to see Mickey 17. So is this, is this your number one, Brian?
0: No, my number one is Kung Fu Panther four. No, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, of course, this is my number one as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, of course, like, of course I was going to be excited for, this movie, of course, this was going to be my number one. Like you said, you literally said everything. It's Bong Joon Ho's follow-up to the absolutely jaw-droppingly, monumentally incredible *Parasite*, which won Best Picture, which is one of the best Best Picture winners not only of the past ten years but of all time for sure. That was the last good thing that happened in the world before the world completely changed. Oh, I
1: like wow. to
0: think I, I like to think that was the last good thing that ever happened before everything went to crap. <laughs> um, but. No, I agree with you on how I haven't seen everything he's done either. I do have a few blind spots in his filmography, but he is one of the most consistently great filmmakers that we have today in the business to the point where you watch a movie from him and you know you're going to get something great from him. And like you, I went into Parasite not knowing what it was about. I didn't watch a trailer. The only thing I knew about it was that it was from the guy who made Snowpiercer and Okja and all these other films. And that's it. That's all I knew. And then I watched it, and I, after the movie ended, I'm like, that was one of the best films I have ever seen. And I still stand by that statement of how it is one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. And, of course, when it was announced that his follow-up film was going to be a sci-fi film, English-language film starring friggin' Robert Panson. Are you kidding me? Like, maybe my favorite actor, working Today, of his generation, besides Adam Driver, um... And Pattinson, I mean, we briefly talked about him when talking about Robert Eckers and everything. Panson has consistently delivered incredible performances these last few years. Even in the films that are so ridiculously bad, he goes all out for the ridiculousness. You think of the king. You think of the devil all the time and how he is so good in both of those movies. But then you think about his work in Good Time and The Lost City of Z and the Lighthouse and Tenet and, of course, what he just did as Batman. He is an incredible performer. I'm so happy. Don't, that don't he's forget been-
1: the Grey Heron, by the way the great he, he was just so good in see the i, I still english i dub. still
0: haven't seen the english dub but i don't doubt that he kicked ass in that oh, role you, I,
1: you gotta uh, watch it it's so i know
0: good. i need to watch the english dub of that and it just comes to show that he's working with all these incredible filmmakers one after the other doing all these roles that we see different sides of him and apparently from what i've heard very little about this movie is that we're seeing multiple sides of him in this film, and I'm so excited to see what he brings to it. And the fact that he's working with friggin' Bon Joon-ho, are you kidding me? That is an incredible actor-director parent, and the fact that you brought that ensemble. Steven Yun, Mark Ruffalo, Naomi Aki, and friggin' Tony Collette, like, what? This is an incredible lineup, and supposedly the film is coming out at the end of March, I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith that it's going to come out that soon because, like you said, we've only gotten a short 20 to 30 second glimpse of the movie, and that was a little over a year ago at this point. But regardless of when it comes out, this is a this is a day one theater watch. I'm not weighing for this movie. I'm not going to see it the following week. I'm going to see this opening night when it comes out for sure. I love... Love Bong Joon-ho. Parasite literally changed so much in me as a film fan. And the fact that he's doing a sci-fi film with Robert Pattinson is very exciting. This has a lot of potential all over it. It's also based on a pretty acclaimed book that came out super recently. And it's. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with straight-up sci-fi. I feel like he's going to kick so much ass making this film. And... I just, I never thought that this would be the follow-up to Parasite. I thought he was going to do something a lot smaller. But the fact that he's going to do something a lot more grand, it gets me very excited. Something possibly akin to a Snowpiercer. And yeah, I love, I love Bond. I'm so excited to see this. I cannot wait for this. If it is coming out in March, that's so soon. That's crazy That's coming out that soon.
1: Imagine getting that in Dune Part Two in the same month.
0: I know, and by like... the same and by the same studio. What are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> like literally, what are the odds? Like Warner Bros. could have two bangers come out in the same month. In the same month, that's insane to me. That's insane that that's gonna happen. But yeah, Mickey Seventeen is my number one as well. I I mean, it would have been such a disappointment if I didn't put that in my list at number one because. Immediately when that film was announced, that immediately catapulted as my number one film of whatever year was coming out. And when I found that it was coming out in 2024, I'm like, yep, that's my number one. Literally, Paul Thomas Anderson could be making a new film that comes out in 2024. And even though he is my favorite working filmmaker, he couldn't make anything that would top my anticipation for this film. That's how excited I am for Mickey 17.
1: Yeah, it's it's just going to be insane. I I can't wait to see this film.
0: I'm really over the moon excited for it, and you know we do have some opera mentions to shout out. But before we get into that, let's recap our list from five to one. So, Ezra, what is your list?
1: All right. So, at number five, I have Furiosa a Mad Max Saga. Number four, I have Kinds of Kindness from Yorgos Lanthimos. Number three, I have Me from Don Hertzfeld. Number two is Dune Part Two. And number one is Pong Jun hos Mickey
0: 17. And to recap my list, coming in number five is Mother Mary from David Lowry. Number four is Dune Part 2. Number three, Kind of Kindness from Yorgos Lanthimos. Number two, Nosferatu from Robert Eggers. And number one, of course, Bong Joon-ho's Mickey 17. So that is it with our list. So let's talk about some of the other films that are coming out that we're looking forward to. So what are some other films that you want to give a shout out to that you're looking forward to in 2024?
1: Well, as we mentioned, uh, as you mentioned before, Nosferatu—that is one of my honorable mentions that I have here. Um, also, two other films that were supposed to come out this year but got pushed back um, because of the studio's arrogance during the strike were Challengers from Luca Glavineo. Mm-hmm. That one—that one was my number five before they announced uh, me yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I would have mentioned Challengers at number five if it wasn't for that um but also uh ethan cohen's drive away dolls is another film that was delayed um i'm getting a little bit worried about that movie because i've heard some rumblings that it's not amazing but who knows Mm. maybe maybe it'll be totally up my alley um you, you did make a little joke about this movie a little earlier but kung fu panda 4 is one of my honorable mentions Um, I love the Kung Fu Panda movies, especially Kung Fu Panda 2, which I think is incredible. Um, and even though I'm a little bit worried that Jennifer Yu Nelson isn't back to direct this one, I'm still excited to see what this movie's going to be like. And the trailer that they just released it, the animation looks stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. This, this, um, speaking of animation, um, I'm surprised at how interested I am in Inside Out 2. Um, because, um, even though I'm a huge Pixar fan and Inside Out was my favorite movie of 2015, I was a little bit concerned that they announced a sequel because I didn't think that it was necessary to do a second film, especially since Pete Docter isn't directing this movie. However, when that teaser came out, I was... I started to get interested in it again. And I was like, you know what? I am excited to see these characters again. And I'm excited to see these new characters. I love that there's an emotion in this movie, that Ennui is an emotion in this movie. That is the most Pixar thing that they could have possibly introduced in an Inside Out sequel. Um, I hope that that movie delivers, obviously like you never know, but um, I really hope that delivers. And also I I just have to mention that this film it's not coming out in 2024, but originally it did have a 2024 release date until they pushed it back. But if Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse was coming out in 2024, that would have been my number one. Um but it's not it's not coming out this year. So like just I I couldn't even include it, but I did want to mention that. I can't wait for that movie.
0: Yeah, so for me, Challengers, of course, is one of them. I love Luca Guadagnino so much. Um, I've been a big fan of him ever since I saw Call me By Your Name and the three films that he's made in a row. That's Suspiria and Bones and all. I loved all of them. And he is another filmmaker to where he goes and promotes one movie and he had just finished filming his next movie. When he was doing press for Call me By Your Name, he had already finished filming Suspiria. When he right. was doing press for Bones and All, he had already finished shooting Challengers. And when Challengers was supposed to come out, you know, late in 2023, he had already finished filming his follow up film, which is called Queer with Daniel Craig, which I'm so excited to see whenever is that, that comes out. As well? I don't think so. I think that's probably going to come out in 2025. Okay. I mean, it would be cool if Luca Guadagnino you know, had two films coming out next that year, That would be
1: it, an honorable mention for me if it was coming th- out next year.
0: You know, what? if it does come out next year, that would also be an honorable mention for me. Uh, Away Dolls, I agree. I'm very excited to see that. I love the trailer when it came out. The and, really fun. you know, if this is on the same level of the other Coen brothers, solo, directed, and out, and then that would be awesome because I'm a huge fan of Tragedy Macbeth. And I love the Coen brothers when they work together, of course, but... I thought this looked really fun, and I love, love, love Margaret Quayley. I love her so much. I'm such a fan, and I'm excited to see her lead the film. I think that's very exciting. Uh, Another one coming out pretty soon is Love Lies Bleeding with Kristen Stewart. This is actually being distributed by A24, and it's directed by Rose Glass, whose last film was St. Maud, another A24 out-in. And it's going to be premiering at Sundance very, very soon. It's a bodybuilding queer drama with violence. And Ed Harris is in it, too, wearing a crazy hairdo. I'm so excited to see this. I cannot wait to see how it it looks so sick. I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait to hear how it does at Sundance. Uh, Furiosa, of course, that was an honorable mention. As a fan of Joker, and I hope nobody gives me flack, of course I'm looking forward to Joker Folia Do. I'm very interested in seeing how this pans out. Do we need a sequel to Joker? No. As someone who really loves Joker, I don't think we need a sequel for it. However, I cannot deny that I'm at least intrigued to see how this pans out. Plus, it was shot in New Jersey, so I have a bit of bias towards it. Anytime a movie's shot in Jersey, of course, it's automatically a film I look forward to. And I'm very curious to see how Lady Gaga does as Harley Quinn. I feel like that's the big question mark. Is how is she going to be as this character. And the fact that this is supposedly a musical movie. I don't know how it's going to pan out. Listen. It could be shit. I would I, be the first to admit. This movie could suck. It could be good. I have no idea. I will say. Not to get into a whole um, tangent or anything. But it is interesting to see how people that hated Joker. Are looking forward to this. Simply because Lady Gaga's in it. And I love Lady Gaga as a musician. She's great. I love The Star is Born, of course, and she was great in that movie. I did not care for House of Gucci. She was not the problem with that movie, but her performance in that wasn't exactly my favorite either. The father, son, the House of Gucci. That wasn't my favorite (laughs) performance ever. But but I'm intrigued. I can't say that I'm not interested in seeing this. I'm curious. And also, it's the first time that Joaquin is doing a sequel. He's never done a sequel before. And he and Todd Phillips had constantly said, we're not going to do a sequel to Joker. But let's think of it this way. The first film was nominated for 11 Oscars, including Best Picture. It grossed a billion dollars. And even though it was very polarizing amongst critics and audiences, a lot of people went out of their way to go check it out. And in my opinion, it's one of the better dc movies it's not related to the dcu but i think it's one of the better films released under dc uh in terms of other mentions, i have two sequels two more sequels to mention one of them is Beetlejuice 2 i love the original Beetlejuice. i'm a huge tim burton fan this is a film that has been in development hell for a very very long time but we're finally getting it michael keen's coming back winona ryder's coming back willem dafoe is in this by the way which is so sick that is a very exciting casting right there the fact he is so perfect to be in a movie like beetlejuice 2 like who better than willem dafoe to be in the beetlejuice sequel and then of course jenna ortega is going to be in this uh, monica bellucci is going to be in this i have no idea how this is going to pan out i will admit that i'm a bit warmer on tim burns films more than most people and I never thought we were ever going to get a Beetlejuice 2. And this is probably going to be a scenario where I watch it and be like, wow, we should have gotten this like 25 years ago. I'm curious to see how it pans out, but I am looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. It comes out in September. So it's coming out, you know, not too far off from the Halloween season and everything. And the last sequel that I will be mentioning, and this one, I'm cautiously optimistic for. It. Because this director is very hot and cold with me. This director could make a literal banger. And then he could make a piece of shit. And I'm talking about Ridley Scott. And he's directing Gladiator 2. Oh boy. I don't know how to feel about Gladiator 2. I love the original Gladiator. It's incredible. It's great. It's fantastic. Another scenario where if they were going to make a sequel. They should have made it a lot sooner but and this is the main reason why I'm looking forward to it the fact that paul musco is leading it is so exciting to me because even though he's an oscar nominee and he has a fan base among us cinephiles the mainstream audience still doesn't know who paul musco is but they're going to watch this movie and they're going to they're going to go who is that and then they're going to realize it's paul musco and they're going to be like wow immediately a fan again this could be a scenario where For every last duel, there's a house of Gucci. I'm hoping that this is more akin to the last duel and not Napoleon. So I have no idea where this film is going to go. I have no idea what direction it's going to fall. I'm sure it's going to have really cool fight sequences. I hope the story kicks ass. But I'm mainly excited for this because of Paul. I'm really excited to see him in this role and everything. And I also really like the cast assembled here as well. Denzel Washington's going to be in this. I mean, he's perfect for a movie like this. Uh, Pedro Pascal's going to be in this. Joseph Quinn, a.k.a. Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. The one thing that I'm really bummed about is that at one point, the villain of this movie was supposed to be played by Barry Keoghan. Now, if anyone has seen anything yeah. that that guy's ever done, he would have been perfect for a movie like this. He would have really gone all out for this. No disrespect to um, the actor replacing him, who is it? Fred? What's his name? Fred? He- I'm blanking. Yeah. Hi he- Heineker. Fred Heineker.
1: I believe that's it. Yeah.
0: Um, I liked. I like him. He's talented, but. You know, he's not Barry Keoghan. But, I mean, who is when you really think about it? Um, yeah, I I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. I'm intrigued to see how it goes down. But I am excited for the ensemble that uh, Ridley Scott has put together. Paul, Denzel, Pedro, Joseph. It just sounds like a really cool pairing. And, yeah, i'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, but cautiously optimistic about it,
1: yeah, for sure um i i'm I'll be honest, I'm not really looking forward to that movie because I'm mostly cold on Ridley Scott, obviously. yeah um I, I was a fan of the last duel, and I love the Martian, but other than that, like everything else that I've seen from him over the past ten years, I was not a fan, and yeah it, like. Napoleon was like the longest movie I've ever seen. It was, oh, it was. It was so long. I was miserable watching Napoleon. Um, yeah. Who knows? Maybe Gladiator 2 will be great. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's um, interesting. It's interesting because like he could literally make a banner, and then he could make a dud. It's yeah. so You never know what you're going to get with Ridley Scott. You could watch a trailer for a movie and be like, wow, that looks like shit. And then it turns out it's the greatest movie of all time. And then you watch a trailer being like, wow, that looks great. And then you realize, wow, it's the shittiest movie ever made.
1: I didn't think Last Duel looked any good, and then it turned out to be a, a legitimately very good movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with that.
0: Are you looking forward to the other movies? Are you looking forward to Beetlejuice 2? Are you looking forward to um, Joker 2? Are you looking forward to uh, Love Lies Bleeding?
1: Love Lies Bleeding I'm very much looking forward to, and I'm curious about Joker, Folly Adieu. Um, Even though, like, I, I liked Joker. Um, I I think that that movie does get a bit of a bad rap, although there are certainly people who have, let's just say, misinterpreted that movie. Um, I'm I'm not saying you, um, yeah, yeah. Like I totally get why there are people who love that movie, but there's mm-hmm. also like a subsection of people who love that movie that I think are a little weird. Yeah. Um, like I I think the movie's pretty good, and I think the Joaquin Phoenix is great as that character. I'm very fascinated to see what Lady Gaga is going to do with it. And the fact that it is a musical or if it is a musical is just so out there to me that I'm like, okay, I got to see this. So, like, if for nothing else, even if the movie doesn't work, it's the morbid curiosity factor that gets me interested in that film. Right. I I feel like it'll go either way because I feel like a lot of Todd Phillips movies go either way for me.
0: Yeah no i agree i i'm so curious to see how it pans out and you know what if it really is a musical i i want to know of joaquin saints i just want to know what he's going to bring to it i i am i'm, I'm, I'm looking for the types
1: to it. that he used in walk the line and in her <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: yeah i'm i'm very excited I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to it i'm very excited so you know before we close out the episode, I want to pose a very fun question to you. As a film fan, talk about a goal for you in 2024 regarding film-related stuff.
1: Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um, gosh, that, that's a very good question. Um, I'll say that something that I really want to do next year that I feel like I didn't get to do enough of this year was that I want to go see more older films in a theater. Um, I, I feel like that's something that I try to do more often, um, but every year I feel like I fall short. I really want to make that a goal this year, um, especially since like I live in New York, and there's so many theaters here that have great programming throughout the year, like um, Film Forum, Metrograph, IFC Center, uh, Lincoln Center um i feel like there's always something exciting playing that is either a classic film a lot of theaters show on 35 millimeter um some theaters are even showing stuff on like 70 millimeter which is really exciting um just this past year i got to see playtime in 70 millimeter um which i had already seen but then just getting to watch that on a big screen in 70 millimeter was amazing yeah um so I hope I get more opportunities like that, especially since like just this past week. Um, one of the things I did for Christmas was, um, I went with my friend Lexi to see three of Charlie Chaplin's movies at film forum. Um, That's and all so of them sick. were shown on 35 millimeter and it was just such a special experience. Uh, we saw, um, the gold rush, modern times and, um, city lights back to back. And, that was such a great experience. I, I had already seen all three of those movies, but seeing them in the theater, and it was also my second time seeing Modern Times in the theater. Um, but yeah, I, I love Charlie Chaplin's movies. So that was, a, that was a really fun time. So I really want to do more stuff like that in uh, 2024, along with seeing all of these exciting new releases that are coming out.
0: Yeah, I kind of want to do a similar thing to you. I don't live in New York. I'm, I'm not far from New York. I, I love going to retro screens. I love seeing movies, older movies on th- – on the big screen and everything, especially films that I hadn't seen before. Definitely a goal of mine is to focus more on the first time watches than rewatches, excluding the new releases. I want to focus solely on catching up on films that I haven't seen that have been on my watch list for a long time. I really, I love rewatching films every so often, but I really want to focus on films that I owe it to myself as a guy who loves watching movies to see and yeah, a lot of movies on the big screen is something that I really want to do. Charlie Chaplin, funnily enough, is a filmmaker whose films, I unfortunately, I haven't seen a single one of them. I've been trying to find the right time to do it. I wish I could have gone to the theater to watch them because I feel like my appreciation I for it would be too. huge. Yeah. I know. I, I really wish that I could have as well. And um, But I want to delve into more filmmakers whose films I haven't seen. There's so many goals that I have for 2024 regarding film stuff. And I cannot wait for that. So yeah, I am hoping that 2024 is the year where we not only get great cinema again, great new releases, but I hope it's a year where at least for me, I get to continue to discover movies that I never heard of movies that I haven't seen. And then I could possibly find some new favorites of all time in 2024. That's where I'm really hoping.
1: Yeah, that's that's something that's just um, that that's always a goal of mine. But I really want to make that a priority going into 2024.
0: Most definitely. Ezra, thank you so much for coming on to the show today to talk to me about our most anticipated films of 2024. I mean, having you on as the last guest of the year, that's such an honor to have you back on the show, first of all. But to end the year of this podcast with you as the guest, that was such a blast. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Dude, um, I'm really honored that you had me back on the podcast. I I really had a blast the last time I was here. This was another great conversation, and you know we talk all the time, so I feel like just that energy, that bond that we share when we talk about movies, is just really fun. And I'm glad that we got to do that again on the podcast. It's just so so much fun. So thank you so much. It's truly an honor for me.
0: Thank you so much for saying all that. I'm really glad to have. You say that, that really means a lot to me, truly. And I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on the social media platform known as Twitter. It's called Twitter. I'm not calling it anything else. Um, you can find me at Ezra Cubero. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Letterboxd, all, pretty much all the social media platforms um, at Ezra Cubero. And, you know, I talk about film. All year round, um, and currently in award season, I'm really knee deep in covering all of that. Although I will say film discourse has been pretty intense this current award season. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can follow me online.
0: It really has been intense this entire season. It's pretty crazy, especially as of late. I will put the links to Ezra's work in the description below where you guys can go follow him, and you guys can follow me on all social medias at Brian Suffield You guys can subscribe to this podcast on any podcast platform. We have a Twitter and Instagram, so you guys can stay up-to-date with film fragments. Let us know your most anticipated films of 2024. Let us know the films that you're looking forward to coming out next year. And guys, with that being said, This is the last episode of the year for Film Fragments. Thank you to everybody for listening throughout 2023. Thank you to everyone who has reached out. Thank you to everyone who has come on. Shout out to all of my incredible guests that I have throughout the year. Shout out to all the incredible listeners and supporters. Not only of this year but just in general if you discovered the podcast this year i'm so grateful for you if you only listen to two minutes of the of an episode i still really appreciate each and every one of you i love pumping out the show every single week for you guys it is an absolute joy bringing film fragments to you guys i've bonded with so many people i've met so many people and it really means the world that i get to do this podcast for you guys and I love it so much. I really do. So thank you to everyone for making 2023 a fantastic year for Film Fragments. Hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful and safe new year. And I will see you guys in 2024 for the very next episode of Film Fragments. Take care, everybody.